What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 70th episode of the Balanced Business Podcast. Now, we have something very interesting for you guys today, but before we jump in, let me introduce the team. Team, how are we doing today? We're doing good. Doing well. <laughs> Love to hear that. So, like always, it's me, Nico, Justine, and Larissa. And we've talked a lot about marketing specifically because that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants new clients, new business. But Really, if you want to run a great business, you want to maximize for profit. And one way to do that is to really focus on the operations side. Now, I know very little. Larissa knows a lot. So you'll probably be hearing from her a lot more on this podcast. But before I forget, please subscribe and share this with one of the landscaper that you think could benefit from learning how to get more turf installations, design jobs, and overall grow both their business and profitability. Dot team, let's jump right in. So, yeah, we're talking about operations today, and there are two big things where we want to focus on. So the first one is making the customer experience seamless. And then the second one is making it easy on your team and yourself to fulfill your services. So let's start with the customer side. Um, Larissa, do we want to start with the sales process? Sure. I can just give a quick overview, right? So the customer journey starts before they become a customer. It starts in your sales process and it starts when they are a lead. Um, That's every interaction the customer has with you as a company needs to be a positive one or hopefully should be a positive and seamless one. One quick thing to note here is oftentimes in the sales process, maybe you'll have them talking with Uh, person A, but then person B is the person who is fulfilling the job and maybe person C is doing all the paperwork and whatever. You know, a lot of times you have a lot of hats and that can be really confusing for a customer. So something that really is helpful is to maybe have a common phone number or a common line of communication that makes it really clear to them. Not that they're necessarily even talking to Joe or John, but that they're talking to, uh, you know, XYZ landscaping company, right? They want to associate everybody and your company with the company at large. Of course, you know, you'll build personal relationships and whatnot, and that comes naturally. But in terms of the customer experience, you want them to come in and say, okay, I'm going to raise my hand. I want a little, I want something done in my backyard. I want to redo my backyard. What does that look like from there? So ideally, maybe they have a common number or, you know, maybe you need some basic information from them, whatever you can do to as soon as they raise their hand, be like, okay, yes, we can help you or we'd like to see if we can help you. Let's get the information we need. So I say as soon as you can, because speed to lead is super, super important. What I mean by that is the lead should be reached out to within five minutes of saying yes. I'm interested. That is a really small gap, obviously. But as people, we have short attention spans. We like to move on from things quickly. I mean, Nico, I'm sure you can give examples of where speed to lead is super important. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is, especially for something that's higher ticket, like artificial turf, uh, something in the backyard, like a pergola or something like that, uh, usually when someone's doing that, they're past the research phase. So they probably have a Pinterest board set up. They probably have snapshots of what they have. They've seen their neighbor's new lawn and they're trying to move really quickly. Here's the problem. You need to be able to have that conversation pretty quickly because they are in the buying cycle. Now, that means if you miss out on that 5, 10, 15, 20 minute window that they're looking around and scheduling estimates, 
your competitors are getting them for sure because if you don't answer they're just going to call the next person and the next person and the next person um, mm -hmm. so you're losing out on business and you're starting you might start building a negative reputation for oh you know uh, we've, we've never been able to get in touch with them or they never answer our questions on time um, so that speed the leads just imperative yeah, I love that you mentioned competitors because that's exactly what happens, right? Think about any time you go to buy a service and, you know, whatever it is, oftentimes you probably do a Google search and you're like, okay, let me see what I can do. Maybe you check out their website, whatever you kind of see, get a rough idea of their work and you say, okay, great. I want to go with this person. Call, no answer. Okay, next one on the list. Next one on the list. That is just how we function. Uh, as a society, so you need to be tailored towards that behavior model, right? You need to be tailored towards, if I'm the person they call, they're getting a response from me right away. If I'm the person they call, I'm answering, I'm getting them booked in, I'm getting all their questions answered. And also you need to be able to be accessible in a lot of different ways, right? Some people prefer text, some people prefer calls, some prefer emails. Just make sure that you have infrastructure for each one of those systems, right? Those are typically the big three, although we find most people prefer text if possible. So we always start with text. Um, we use calls as our, I don't want to say our backup, but if, if a lead is not responsive over text, we don't get what we need, we give them a call right away. And speed to lead with calling is also really important. You want to make sure you're calling, you know, a couple times a day for the first week and continue to call onward until they tell you, no, I'm not interested. You need to have systems in place to make sure you're not missing out on that business, on those leads. Because also, again, just think about human behavior. And I think everyone here is, and everyone in general probably does this, but if you request something, maybe you don't respond back right away, or maybe you're not, maybe you're not a hundred percent sure. And, and you just want to make sure, or maybe you just forget to respond or you just can't answer the phone at whatever time. And it doesn't mean you're not interested, but it just means you're busy. So we wanna keep that in mind too, as we're moving forward to make sure that we're getting, uh, you know, leads responded to really quickly, get them, get all the answers you need to qualify them to make sure they're a good fit for you. And that's another piece you need to have systems in place for is qualification to make sure leads are good. Once leads are qualified, then you need to go through your sales process. Take out any barriers you can to someone giving you money is a big thing, right? That's really key and oftentimes can cause problems if you don't have a good sales process set up is if you're like, okay, well, yeah, I got to do like 10 million things before we can accept your deposit or whatever, or maybe you don't offer financing. Well, that's a really big, easy operational tool you can use to help push a lot of leads along in the sales process. You know, and as you're thinking about how to optimize your sales process, and every business is different, what you need, what you what you don't, um, there's going to be some key differences. But think about, A, what is it that you need? What information is paramount? Then make sure you're getting all that info from the lead as best as you can. At first, when they're still a lead, you probably just need basic info, right? You probably just need to make sure you have their contact information, a rough idea of what they're doing, and their budget. That's probably the basic stuff that you need as a lead. <laughs> then as they move on the sales process, it gets a little more in depth. Yeah. And the only thing I'll add to that is something that Larissa said earlier, where you have to adapt to the communication style of the person that you are. So again, this is just 
based on our own data. Younger, younger, and we're talking anyone under 40, 45 years old, typically prefers a, a text, SMS, or, or email uh, of some sort. Uh, typically, anyone north of that prefers phone call. But every person is different. That's oversimplification of people. So especially if, uh, let's say, you're like any other human, you can't get to the phone every second of the uh, the day, right? Maybe it's 11 o'clock, uh, someone fills up your ad uh, and you know obviously maybe you're, maybe you're working maybe you're sleeping at that point you still want to have a system set up so that they're still getting communication with you and often you already have all these questions answered on your website so having some chatbot or having a SMS sequence built out so if someone requests more information quote uh, the text bot can go ahead and get that information for you so that when you get into the office at eight or nine you can give them a call then or continue the conversation so it's it's less about like uh, being by the phone or being by the computer uh 24 7 just having that that kind of thought out process and having the operations to support the way that your customers want to be communicated with yes exactly and those are other things you want to make sure they're having, again, a positive experience with you. And you want to make it easy for them. So one line of communication, keep it as positive as you can. And then also a big part of not um, having a bad customer journey is as if they're disqualified, you do not need to continue on any communication. You know, there's no point in continuing to pursue a lead that is a bad fit. That's a waste of their time and that's a waste of your time. Sometimes that may even lead those people to go, let's say, leave negative reviews on your pages or things like that. that You don't want to upset people in that way. Um, and that's, you know, just in the sales process, right? So as a lead becomes a client, you want to make sure you're continuing a really simple client process. And you want to always break it down to what are the key pieces of information this client needs, Right. If you're a landscaper, they need just basic details on your project, right? They're going to need to know when's it going to be completed, when do I need to make sure every, everybody has access to my yard and whatnot, do I need to be around, like what requirements are there of me to make sure I'm ready to have people come in. Let's say maybe they have pets and you need them to clean up their pet waste before you come and replace their yard, for example. Have those FAQs listed out and make sure they are ready for you and make sure that gets sent to them prior. All of this you can do one time, set up automations to prep them in advance with a list of FAQs about like, how do I prepare for you, for example. Then your crew comes, does the job, gets them everything they need. You still need to have a follow-up process once the job is done to make sure, A, are they happy, happy customers? Because sometimes you might go back and they're like, you know, this thing is just off center. I just would really like it if it was done slightly differently. And then that gives you the opportunity before they get upset and write negative reviews to correct mistakes. And then also it gives you the opportunity to say, hey, you know, is there anything we could have done differently? Anything we could have changed? In the event that they're like, no, it was perfect. Your crew's amazing. We love our yard. That's a great opportunity for you then to step in and be like, great. I would actually love if you would be okay with giving us a Google review or a Facebook review or whatever it is that makes the most sense for you. Those can all be set up as systems in place to help your business grow in that way. So that's just all through the customer journey, right? Those are the big things we need to focus there. Justine or Nico, do you guys uh, have anything that comes to mind that maybe I'm missing that's really important? Obviously, there's a million steps. So we're not going to be able to cover all of them, but 
Any other high points? <laughs> no, the only thing I'll say is like even if someone has a negative review, there's a huge study out a couple of years ago about some of the best reviews you'll get are not ones that you did a great job for, but ones that you misstepped and fixed that mistake. Because most people realize that nothing's going to be 100% all the time, right? Everyone has had an experience with their laptop or phone where it was working awesome and then something went wrong. The Apple, my, you know, Google, uh, all these companies, Samsung, they don't give up on the product. They go and they fix it and they write it, right? So is it annoying? Is it going to happen? Absolutely. But the thing is, it's how you come through that. That's probably going to be your best customers, best referrals, and best reviews. Mm -hmm. One piece of a cautionary tale and something I certainly am guilty of, uh, be careful not to automate too much of the process or not to have systems in place that actually end up working against you. So when you set all these systems up, watch them very, very closely, especially at first, to catch any mistakes before they become huge problems. As soon as you notice those, fix them. But that's one thing that, again, I'm guilty of. I certainly have over-automated many, many things in my life. And I'm sure I'll over-automate many more. But the point is, you know, keep an eye on those things. And then we can progress and fix those before they become massive issues. And another point for automation, I, I think it's important to, like, make sure your team understands the process, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how important is it that everyone on your team knows every step from A to B to C, like, every step of the process, how important is that to make sure that every, your team can fulfill everything seamlessly? Yeah, so that is a really important piece, especially, you know, and, and we talked about this at the beginning, right? A big goal is not only making the customer journey easy, but making your team's life easy. And again, one way that's nice to think about it is don't pay people to do stupid things, right? So for example, there are some basic things. Let's say somebody is, you know, you have an automation set up to ask, hey, what's the address for your project? Well, do you really need your team then going back in and like making all these edits or formatting it different or whatever when you can just take that variable that you've already been given and put it where you need to put it, for example? Like having information flow from one stage to the next is hugely important to your team. Um, and making sure your team has that visibility, Justine, to your point, to make sure they know exactly what's going on, especially you should, not that they need to know every intricate detail of every single thing, you know, maybe your sales team is not as involved in your fulfillment, for example, your sales team does not need to know every single step about fulfillment. However, they need to have a basic idea so that when they get asked questions, they can at least somewhat speak to it or point someone in the right direction. That's another big piece too, is like, if someone spots a problem, even if they're not the ones to solve it, they need to know who is so that that can get resolved. Um, so anytime you set up these systems, I highly, highly recommend going through, filming a video, recording it all out in a document saying, this is the exact process, this is what happens, Send it to the people on your team, even the people that don't necessarily need to take immediate action with it, but ones where they can just go in and be able to say, okay, this is kind of what's happening, again, so that if a problem occurs, they know the basic system, the basic process. Also, keeping that open line of communication open with your team is really helpful because 
they'll spot problems you don't, for example, you know, sometimes I set something up and then someone will be like, wait, but what if this happens? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I did not even think of that. So getting that feedback from your team is really important in a lot of ways, making sure they understand what's going on making sure they have enough of an understanding to be able to ask critical questions and to be able to set up your processes in such a way that it's not creating busy work for them. You know, people are really great at creative tasks, at doing things that require really thoughtful responses or thoughtful ways to go about it, um, and understanding nuances in a way that technology does not. So keep that in mind when you do your automation, and also keep in mind that, like, robots are really good at doing things that are, like, the exact same over and over and over again. So those are great things to have automated or to have really systemized. Um, and then your team really should be using their brains. We have them. We should use them for that purpose, right? We should use this automation and these tools and these operational processes to make our team's life easy in such a way that they're not doing busy work. They're using that brain power on actual, you know, human worthy tasks, I guess, is kind of how I like to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one last little third point that you wanted to touch on, Larissa, is reporting opt optimization. So did you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. So a big part of going through everything is, again, you're going to have in individual projects and all the details on those are going to be different. However, you're going to want to be able to have high level data to understand where those optimizations need to happen. So, for example, it's on the sales side, right? You need KPIs, KPIs, key performance indicators. You need to be able to know high level, how many meetings, how many leads did those meetings originate from? What percent of meetings turn to conversions? Are those leads good? Are those leads good quality? Um, being able to kind of quantify those sort of things and look at that data week over week to be able to see A, that you're trending in the right direction B, to be able to set up your data in such a way that you can spot problems on an aggregate level. So, for example, if you're getting a really low number of leads one week, well, you know, sometimes that happens. But if you're getting a really low number of leads two or three weeks, well, that's a systemic issue. That's a really good indicator that it's not that it was just a low period. It's it's a trend and it needs to be resolved, right? Those are the kinds of things you need to be keeping a good level uh, of understanding of. And also to make sure that you know where everybody is at every stage in your pipeline. So whether that's they're in the lead stage or they're a customer or they're a past customer, right? You need to know exactly where every person is. And you need to have, again, I like looking at things week over week. You need to have week over week or month over month data to be able to show this is where we were at this point, this is where we are at point B, and to be able to quantify the difference in those with meaningful metrics. I say meaningful because it's really easy just to pick random numbers that don't actually mean anything. And I don't mean anything super complicated. It doesn't need to be complicated. Actually, the less complicated, the better. But that, again, is going to help you see on a high level, help you identify systemic problems, Make sure, again, nobody gets lost or nobody is missing. And also to be able to have an easy to go through report. Let's say something happens and you need to go through every single person who you've sent an estimate to who did not become a client, right? 
you should be able to pull that list at any point super easily. But that's something a lot of companies struggle with is they don't have that accurate reporting to be able to see who did we send estimates to, but that we need to follow up with. Maybe you want to do that as a sales initiative, right? Maybe you want to give that list to your sales team. Well, if you don't have that list and you can't easily get that list, it's not super effective for your sales team, right? You know, and things like that. Think about that in every step of the process. You want to know exactly who's where, what are your measurements for success? And how do you quantify that in simple numbers that you understand and that are meaningful to look over long periods of time? Sweet. Anything else we wanted to touch on for this episode? I think Larissa brought this up really quickly. Um, you want to find the balance between like overdoing the operation side and losing sometimes, and again, she owned up to this, but like we're, we're all, we've all something overcomplicated certain things right so like you know for my engagement is a great example like i built this long spreadsheet blah blah blah, blah when like a simple like text chain could have like done done that thing right so like instead of texting every single person i could just put it inside a group message right like sometimes we overcomplicate things but to the same same time sometimes we build without thinking it completely through like mapping out what you want so that's the biggest thing just and we talked about this a couple of uh, episodes ago map before you build so mm-hmm. the only feedback I have there. Yeah, that's a great point. I concur. <laughs> I and again, I'm guilty. I am totally guilty. It is something that, you know, with practice becomes a bit easier. But think about everything as a process. Customer starts here, then goes here, then goes here, then goes here. What does that look like on a customer perspective? And what does that look like internally? How do we optimize at each process to make the customer's life easier and our team's life easier? Those should be the only questions you're focused on. Sweet. Well, I think that covers everything then. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions specifically for ops, for landscaping companies, you know, your turf installing company, whatever that is, let us know uh, at NicoKBellasMedia.com. We have a lot of tips and tricks on how to actually like go ahead and work those operations inside the business. Or even if you need a quick little audit, we're happy to do that. Uh, no cost to you. So please let us know. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you guys later. Peace. Mm-hmm.